0: The Sharpened Artist Color Pencil Podcast. Inspiration and innovation.
1: We're talking everything you want to know about this medium that we love so much.
0: And we're your hosts, John Middick and Barb Sotiropoulos. Hey there, welcome back to the show. My name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com and sitting right over there is Barb Sotiropoulos of Barb Art. Dot com. Barb, how are you? Over
1: th- Good. O- over there in Canada, by the over way.
0: Over there. All the way uh, over there You always Canada. make it sound
1: like I'm just like next door, <laughs> but I'm right literally in, in another country she's, she's on in the, the other studio. side of the continent for me. She's you. right here in the yeah. st-
0: her studio. <laughs> not in my studio. Wouldn't that,
1: wouldn't that be crazy? No, I know. Wouldn't that be crazy, though? But this is this is the magic of technology. It is. It makes it seem like we're.
0: Just next door. I, I, I don't. I don't know how it works, but it works. You know, it's it's amazing. Um, <laughs> the internet. I think it's going to be around to stay. Might yeah, be this, willing this to little wager. thing
1: called the internet, right? <laughs> this okay. little invention.
0: So stick around for more uh, late discoveries that Barb and I made. More, more. T- Let more you t- know t- about. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, guys. So. Uh, We've got a great one today, I think. I I love talking about this kind of thing because sometimes it's difficult to know what you've got right in front of you. So what am I talking about? Barb and I are going to talk about how to be inspired, how to inspire your artwork through travel. Several things we want to share with you today about this.
1: For sure. So in today's episode, we're going to discuss how travel can be used as a way to reboot your creative inspiration and then how to get the most out of your travel experiences and then also ways that you can get similar value from traveling locally.
0: So I know most of you already know that I traveled to India this year and it, while it was a great experience, it was a lot of fun. Um, it, it was a lot of work. And I decided I was going over there and I decided I was going to take a little bit of time out once in a while to capture, uh, some photos. And I had that in my mind. I was planning on that and I decided I made the decision before I left not to take my camera. I just use my cell phone. Um, I, I started thinking I was going to regret that a little bit, but I'm so, I have no regrets. I'm so glad that that's what I did because I was able to just use that camera. I was very, uh, inconspicuous with it. Um, I, I could just sneak it out and, and take pictures of things that those locals probably thought I was, I was crazy. Um, because I was amazed at every little thing, you know, you know how that is, Barb. Like you're not used to the area, right? And you just start going crazy. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, sure, but I'm not a creeper about it. <laughs> you're just like, well, sometimes like, I am. I that's a different you story. Out your like, corner, <laughs> taking pictures <laughs> of bread. Well, that's a, that I, I do do that too.
0: I um, probably thought uh,
1: you were with the government.
0: <laughs> no, so I'll go to amusement parks and I'll, I'll take pictures of people that I, I think are very interesting. And uh, anyway, that's a whole different podcast, but okay. um, <laughs> But it has to do with art. Okay. Well, getting back on track here, though, about India, just, you know, just the culture shift over there. Animals are different. Plants are different. The sky is the environment is different. The atmospheric uh effect that you see in an aerial perspective as you're looking out across the land. So different than what I see, what I'm experiencing over here in the States. Right. And, you know, looking at the chickens, they're very different. The dogs, there's little street fights that are going on at night with the dog packs that are around. These aren't pets, you know, there's hardly any pets over there. They're just, they're, they just are, you know, they're just all around all the time. Um, the people, you know, they're, they look very different. The everything about the culture with the people is very different over there. The vehicles, um, you know, there's a lot of those rickshaw taxis and, and the pedicabs uh, that are being driven still, um, you know, bicycles is what we're talking about. No motor in some of these vehicles. And uh, they're out there on the roadways just along with everyone else. And so being able to uh, go into some of the stores, have some of the coffee and the tea, and it being part of the culture, embracing what's there around you and in that environment. Being able to capture the essence of something that is very peculiar to you, but very common to those people that are there. And I think that was part of the thing that made it a richer experience for me too, Barb. Um, And everyone listening today, we're artists, right? And so as artists, we we think differently and we can appreciate those little things. But I think there still needs to be some kind of intentionality with that, that we're thinking, okay, I'm going to experience this from a different lens right and from a a fresh and new perspective so i i would ask often uh if i could take pictures and uh you know i never had anybody say no they were always real excited about that to be honest and i i tried to look for things that gave me a different feeling a, a different perspective on, on on either value or color or the like that aerial perspective like i talked about seeing things where color popped out at me um that probably uh, a local person just walked by all the time you know whether it be a flower or a building or um you know whatever it whatever it was and sometimes it was it was the uh, the dress the attire of some of the women over there i mean they they would walk around in these beautifully adorned saris and they looked like they were just freshly laundered not a speck of dust on them but they were walking in a dusty roadway i don't know how they did that by the way but anyway that was it It was amazing i mean it was just like i was in awe at that kind of thing and yeah for me it was it was something else just being able to change my environment and then coming back has that same effect right barb after you come back from someplace And you see what's around you, you're like, okay, I never saw that before (laughs) because now I've been in the absence of that total absence of whatever that common thing is. Now I see it all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, I think that's, you know, that's certainly been one of the biggest things I've always uh really paid attention to when I've been to Europe for example. Oh yeah. Uh, my family, you know, my my background is Greek and Italian, so you know, we've I've been to Italy certainly a a, bu- a handful of times. And uh I always think it's interesting when I'm there and then I come back to Canada because it I mean it's very very different for a lot of reasons, but um, you know, all the buildings in Italy, certainly because it's an older country. there's all these, like, beautiful architectural right. wonders, essentially, oh, yeah, and even just the way the roads are. I mean, everything's quite narrow. There's not a lot of space for things. I mean, it's picturesque. Like, obviously, yeah. Italy is, you know, considered one of the most beautiful countries in the world, I, right. I think. So, um, you know, it's it's hard to make that comparison, but it's always interesting to me also to see those places in the world where you can tell that they at one point were very much working with the environment and uh to to build structures and that sort of thing so Mm -hmm. for example like in again in italy you know my family's from the northern part of italy and so that you know you'll be driving through the mountains and you'll just see this like Selection of homes that's just kind of built into the mountainside, and it's built with the mountainside. Yeah. Whereas here, I feel like it's a lot of like bulldozing things out of the way to put it in, and just the buildings. Like I, I think the last time I came back from Italy, I remember just thinking all oh, the buildings were so ugly here, just because you know it's it's that it's that whole thing where you're like it's such a different yeah um architecture and just yeah. a way of building things, and obviously the environment's different, but. It really is. uh I think if you have the opportunity to go explore and to travel as much as possible, it is, as an artist, it's such a rewarding experience because yeah. you end up seeing these things that, you know, like you said, are just so different from what you see every day. I mean, yeah. I remember going to Cuba for the first time and I was amazed by the trees. Like the trees were just the coolest thing I'd ever seen because, you know, here we're used to. Kind of the the basic North American, you know, spruce, pine, whatever, and you know, maple, maple trees, whatever. I mean, it's like yeah, like these are these are amazing trees
0: to a lot of us. Sure, you know, maple tree, but to sure. you guys, I'm sure that's just. But
1: then you know, yeah. Then and then you go somewhere that's like you know more tropical. Even you know when I've yeah. been to Maui as well, like everything is just tr- like tropical foliage in itself yeah. Yeah. is just this amazing, amazing thing. I mean, we went to this place called the Garden of Eden on Maui. Um, And I mean, I took so many pictures when I was there because everything we came across was just like, like alien to me in a way, right? Like, it's just like just these beautiful, unique flowers or just, just basic foliage where you're like, this is so cool. Right.
0: But isn't that an interesting thing? Because everything that is foreign to you and is alien to you is not to someone else. And the things you're used to, Are common to you, but they're foreign and alien to someone else. like
1: they're just like, oh, this hibiscus plant, no big deal. And I'm like, you have yeah, this is a weed. Get
0: get rid of this hibiscus. You know, I mean, it's like it's like that. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. And and I funny totally. And I always think it's so interesting. And I've, you know, I I I think I'd be hard pressed to ever come back from somewhere I've traveled to and not felt inspired by what yeah. i saw I on that trip or something about the and again the environment whether it's you know the plant life or you know the buildings or that sort of thing and certainly i mean i just uh for the second time i went to new york uh, earlier this year in february and you know if it, it's you know plants and wildlife are necessarily your thing i mean even urban centers can be oh, yeah. such a source of inspiration i mean certainly new york city is known for its oh. ar-
0: architecture so right you
1: know and and i mean people watching there especially oh, is yeah. you know something well, else local right? events so,
0: and, and local markets yeah. and all of that i mean it's amazing yeah
1: like there's th- there's so much rich history and 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 honestly, even the fact that there is so much culture there, even with different cultures, like you're really getting, you know, depending on where you are in the city, you're getting this experience that's so vibrant and rich all in one place. And, you know, so that that kind of thing can be really interesting in terms of, you know, depending on the type of subject matter that you're interested in. And also, one of the things that's great about, you know, bigger cities like New York, for example, is they have museums with artwork in it from artists that are. You know, internationally known, and I mean, I got to see Van Gogh's Starry Night in person, and oh, it was amazing. Thing. You know, or even That's awesome uh, in the yeah in the same uh, room they had a work by Surat. and if you're not familiar with yeah. his work, he did a lot of um his work was basically a lot of optical color mixing with pointillism, and I mean, just to even be able to see that in person mm-hmm. was just an amazing thing, right? So you know, there's so much inspiration and richness that can be, uh, accumulated from, from going to different places and traveling to see these things with your own eyes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I remember that same feeling that you probably had seeing, um, that Van Gogh starry night when, uh, I saw a Bouguereau in person and it was just like, my goodness, looking at that online is not the same.
1: Uh, I was also going to say, I think too, sometimes as much as you can see some of these things in, in, in photos or whatever, it really isn't the same until you see it with your own eyes. And like, for example, I'm very fortunate to live by the Rocky mountains here, but you really don't understand the sense of scale or size until you're standing at the base of a mountain or even just driving past them and understanding. You know, for, for people that I know that have been to Egypt, for example, you know, going to see the pyramids, like those experiences are so enriching. And there's something about truly experiencing it and being there and feeling the air on your skin and smelling the smells. And like, it just informs your experience so much. And I think, you know, that that right there, if you need a reason to travel, that's that's one right there.
0: Barb, I wanted to mention here really quick uh, and remind everyone that you and I did a mini workshop back in early 2022. You recall this one, Barb? Remember, yep, yep, remember this? Sure so we talked about how to take your own photo references, but we went beyond that and we talked about how to edit those photo references. No matter what type of camera you're using, you could be using a phone or an SLR, or whatever. And then how to work with commission based pieces. How to edit those, how to work with a model. We packed in a lot of good information in that three hour training. So that is available to you. We're opening that up right now. If you want to purchase that, that's over in the show notes. So check that out.
1: All right. So moving on, let's talk about a little bit more about how you can get the most out of your travel experiences. So always have a camera or a smartphone with you. Now, as John mentioned, You know, you can just have a smartphone. You don't need to buy fancy SLRs. Certainly, if you're traveling, might not feel comfortable traveling with such an expensive piece of equipment. So, you know, that's maybe a little bit better for more local travel, but you're certainly your smartphone is something you're probably going to bring with you anyways. And a lot of the newer ones especially have incredible lenses. You can download apps that are either a low cost or for free that allow you to operate the lenses on your phone a little bit more like an SLR. And certainly from an editing perspective, there's lots of apps as well that can help you kind of enhance and elevate the photos that you do take. So one of the things I want to mention, just because I think it's important when we're talking about, you know, being out in different environments and, uh, you know, taking photography is that you want to make sure that it's safe to take photos, um, yeah. either from the location where you're standing or in a, a scenario where you need to be cognizant of like pickpockets or something like that. You obviously don't want to have, uh, you know, a a bad situation there. So, uh, you know, for example, when I was in New York, unfortunately, something I had to be aware of is, you know, while I was taking pictures that somebody wasn't going to come up and just run and take my phone while it was in my hand, which apparently is a thing, which is kind of crazy, but whatever. Uh, so, you know, when, if I was stopping to take a photo, I would make sure that my partner, Matt, was, you know, kind of looking around and making sure that, like, he was aware of what was happening in the surroundings. And, you know, obviously, you don't want to be, like, standing in the middle of a road. Yes, sometimes that's where you get the best shot, but, you, you know, you want to be doing things safely and not just, uh, you know, putting yourself or others at risk for the sake of a good picture. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, those things should be obvious. But I feel like we need to mention it just because, you know, we're responsible here on the podcast. And we want like <laughs> to make sure that we're sharing, you know, complete information.
0: There you go. Okay. So uh, along those same lines, though, I mean, plan ahead. And when you are visiting some place that is unfamiliar to you and think about, the lighting that, you know, you may need to be aware of uh, as you approach some place. I mean, maybe you're going to in a, a historical area. Uh, maybe you're visiting uh, a nightlife scene or there are cafes and restaurants that you're interested in looking at. Maybe there are cultural events or festivals going on or something like that. Whatever it is, then you think about. What's going to be required then as far as lenses are concerned? Yes, but also the lighting itself. Uh, you know, is it going to be best? Is it going to be conducive to whatever camera you do have or whatever? Um, you're going to be, you know, the condition that you're going to be, uh, wanting for the best shots of, uh, whatever this is that you're going to be photoing so that you can take that back to your studio and work on these pieces. And we know as color pencil artists, that's what we need to do. We need to have more time that's required to actually plan out and uh, work on our piece when we get it back. But if we end up with something that's just so terrible because we didn't plan ahead, uh, then we're just going to kick ourselves, right, all day long. But, you know, maybe macro shots uh, is something that you want to do. Broad daylight, you're going uh, to some place where you can take shots of plants or you've got a macro shot of close-up of buildings, of whatever architectural phenomenon is in that particular area, then those are good things to scope out the essence of whatever the local architecture is. Those are just some ideas. I mean, we could go on and on, I guess, about different ideas, but planning ahead, I think, is key with that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Understanding what the weather is going to be like, planning for that in terms of even like the clothes that you're wearing that day, or even just oh, before yeah. you even go to the destination, understanding what the weather is going to be like. Obviously. Always subject to change, but, you know, it might not be a great time to visit and do outdoor shots when you're, you know, whatever, whatever place you choose to go to. So, yeah. you know, maybe you plan your trip around things that are more indoor, that sort of thing. So right. uh, that planning portion is definitely key. And I mean, you could even plan trips around specifically wanting to take photos, like picking locations that you know are going to be visually stunning, depending on the type of artwork you create. You know, you could very specifically be able to plan a trip around somewhere you want to visit, but also somewhere that's going to work great for your artwork. And, you know, as we've discussed before on other podcasts, You know, it's great to have the option to use royalty-free reference photos, but anytime you can use your own photos, it also just allows you to have more ownership over the artwork and the creativity. And also, you know, it makes your work a lot more compliant for most types of competitions and that sort of thing, if that's of interest to you. So, you know, making sure that you're planning for these things and, you know, you don't have to be the best photographer in the world, but... You know, even just starting and, you know, starting it even from a tourist perspective is a great way to start practicing your skills with these things. Absolutely. Be open to observing the culture and having new experiences. I mean, certainly when you went to India, that was a big part of the experience for you because it was so different. But, yeah, you know, there's so much uh, gold that can be found in yeah. just really taking a moment to sort of step back and observe those things and really appreciate them. And, you know, even to some extent, and we're going to talk about this in a moment, trying to be a tourist in an environment that you already live in and, and mm. really trying to look at it from a different perspective. Like sometimes those things can really give you new eyes and new inspiration into, and, and actually what I would add to that, I just had this thought now, <laughs> Is that, you know, if you have somebody visiting you from somewhere else, sometimes mm. it's really valuable to be experiencing the city you live in through someone who is a tourist and and seeing the yeah. things that they call out that are interesting. When I went to New York, for example, I have a friend that lives there that I've been friends with since I was 15 years old. And we went to places that she had never even been to. I think that not this trip, but the last time I had been there, we walked to the Brooklyn Bridge and she grew up in brooklyn and she'd never been across the brooklyn bridge walking you're and,
0: joking yeah and it was, wow. it, was her, it
1: was her first experience doing wow. that and so you know sometimes even for for locals having yeah. that experience through you know there's so many things sometimes depending where you live especially yeah. sometimes there are things that are like ah why would i go do that but right right you know then you go in and actually have that experience yeah. and You know, you're like, oh, this is actually really cool. I understand why people like coming and doing this now. Or, you know, it allows you to see where you live from a different vantage point.
0: Absolutely. I've got a great example of that too, Barb. I'm glad you brought that up. My sister and mom just came and visited and we took them, uh, you know, a few places. And I'll tell you what stood out to them, not the destination, but on the journey, we saw deer like, I mean, deer are everywhere around here. And I, I know exactly where they're going to be, how many are going to be there. I mean, and they're not, you know, they're just wild roaming around. But, i I'm you know, we're super annoyed by them all the time. But they're just like, there's another deer, you know? I'm like, okay, we see them all the time. And then I i started figuring out, you know, this pattern developed that they like the deer. So I, t- I said, well, we'll go down here. I said, there's a whole bunch. I said, you're going to see 10 at least right here in this field. And they're going to be really close. And we turned the corner and they just freaked out, you know, they just loved it. Um, But yeah, I mean, to, you know, to me, I mean, if, if you're somewhere where you want to photograph deer and they're not where you are, you may be able to just drive a few hours and uh you're in a totally different place, you know? Yeah. It's a great, that's a great tip. Think about it yeah. from a different perspective like that, like yeah. you're visiting. Yeah. Awesome.
1: So I guess John... Let's talk about as well ways you can get similar value from traveling locally because you just brought up that example, which is great. But I know you've done a lot of, you know, photography, certainly in your area for pieces of art that you've done. And so, I mean, let's talk about that for a second because I know that's something. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean,
0: yeah. So there is a Cincinnati Nature Center right here in my back. I mean, it's five minutes for me to go uh, to that location where, you know, in my hometown here. and. I go there uh, a lot. I went there just today and I took some photos of um, flowers. Uh, I could have taken some photos of deer. They're right there. I mean, so it's it, it's just rich with wildlife and with botanicals. And for a long time, I, I hate to admit this, but I'm going to right here publicly. Um, I didn't go there for a long, long time. I, I was I was here. Totally blissfully unaware that there's this nature center right here by my house. I know that probably sounds really weird to some people, but you have to go off to, uh, on a different road to get it. And for, you know, a decade, a couple of decades, I was just going to work. I was going straight to work and back, you know, More- morning when the sun hadn't come up, nighttime, I'd come back when the sun had already went down and I didn't look veer off the road <laughs> at all. And so. After that has not been my experience now since 2018, I've started looking around at everything around me. And I was just like, wow, all this time I could have been experiencing and enjoying, uh, nature and all these things around me that I am now. And I'm glad I'm, I'm doing that. But that's, you know, one small example, I suppose just get out of your house and take a walk and you may be surprised at the things that are just right under your nose.
1: Yeah, absolutely. My my sister's actually part of an urban sketching group. in. oh is city.
0: she? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and I I mean they go to different locations yeah. within the city of Edmonton and, you know, they obviously sit there and they sketch. And, you know, I I think too even for her, it's really so brought cool. a lot of, you know, appreciation for again different different parts of the city. And when we went yeah. up to visit last um you know they took us down to this this one area that's in the river valley and you know my sister's like oh i've been here urban sketching before and it's just like just little pockets of places that you just don't know necessarily are there and i think it's really important to you know take that time to to look at even where you live with new eyes and i think you know certainly we're also with the understanding that A lot of times people can't travel very far, whether it be on a plane or whatever for, you know, financial reasons or, you know, maybe they have a a mobility issue that doesn't allow them to travel. But they're still an artist. And, you know, there's really ways that you can do this on a very, you know, budget friendly and kind of simple level that doesn't, you know, require you to travel to somewhere super Mm -hmm. far or expensive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in Calgary, for example, we have the Calgary Zoo. Um, there's a beautiful, you know, botanical garden in the zoo that, Mm -hmm. you you know, you could go and certainly sit there and sketch or there's lots of animals there where you can, you can photograph them at any time of the year. I used to do an annual trip actually, and just go take different pictures of the animals also because sometimes, you know, they're not out or (laughs) some days you can get better pictures than others as well. So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, when you're talking about, the bears don't want to stand there and pose for you. No, you know? for some reason. So sometimes, right? <laughs> so sometimes you gotta you gotta go on on days when you might get lucky. But anyways, right, right. I think taking some time to understand a little bit about cameras and you know different things regarding photography in terms of composition, those sort of things. And certainly, we talk about that a little bit in the course you mentioned earlier as well, but it's it really allows you to start looking at the world around you differently so even mm-hmm. you know we talked a little bit about macro photography for example mm-hmm. when you start really paying attention to the details on things right it makes you observe the world more as like in photographs i guess if that makes sense like yeah I'll, I'll see a tree that looks like it's a cool shape and because i always have my phone with me i'll just you know, take up my yeah. phone, and I take a picture of it real quick if I'm on a walk or something. And, yeah, you know those kinds of things. you end up with a lot of like well, think photos on your phone, but at the same time, like you never know when something like that is going to be uh you know useful later in a piece of art, yeah, yeah, it might be in, in you a background
0: wanna, even or whatever yeah
1: yeah yeah and 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 I think you know, just having that catalog of imagery that you can refer back to from a creative yeah. perspective. You yeah. may not be something you want to use now, but when you're sitting there feeling maybe uninspired or wanting yep. to find ways to reinvigorate yourself in terms of your creativity, sometimes going back and looking at vacation photos or looking at, you know, just a day trip you did, looking at right. pictures from that can, can spark something in you where you're like, Oh yeah, like I really want to draw that. Or maybe it'll, you know, inspire a series of, of drawings or paintings or whatever. So I think, you know, anytime you can constantly be taking those opportunities to like collect that visual library for yourself yes. is really going to help you with your inspiration down the line.
0: And I'm glad you mentioned the zoo also botanical gardens. I mean, the, right here in my backyard, we have, uh, you know, Cincinnati zoo is the number one zoo in the U S so it's like right here, you know, it's okay. 40 minutes for me to get there um, botanical gardens right here as well. The, the, the whole, there There's so many different areas that I can go to that are just within a short distance, you know a short little travel, a little jaunt over there, and I'm there and it, looking at those things and thinking about what I have access to uh and you all have access to anyone listening today, you've got probably access to more than you think you do, and so we don't need necessarily all these photo reference sites. Um, You know, they're nice, but I'm just saying there's so many other experiences because it does more than just give you reference material. It inspires you going out and just being a part of the scene, being part of nature, being part of whatever it is will inspire you to go create artwork. And maybe wheels are turning now and you're thinking about things you can go and do in your local town or in your own backyard there
1: yeah just i mean even do a quick internet search and and again mm-hmm. do it for the perspective of a tourist like depending right. on where you live just say like what what you know landmarks or what yeah. things are there to do in my visiting, area or whatever visiting yeah. this
0: city whatever city is you live
1: yeah in. <laughs> and a lot of places will have like a specific tourist website for their area depending on where you live right mm-hmm. so most I mean of the time
0: more than one even yeah
1: yeah yeah so I mean those those kinds of things are such great resources in terms of giving yourself a new perspective on on where you mm-hmm. are and where you live and yeah. I would also add you know if, if you're an artist and you're drawing things local to your area or creating art that has to do with your area there's an opportunity there as well in terms of you know the type of art that you're selling like a lot of times oh, yeah. tourists. That's want right. to buy a piece of, or not everyone, but like there are people that want to buy a piece of art from the place that they visited. I mean, a lot I, of times
0: that's the case. Yeah. Yeah.
1: When I was on the, uh, on the East coast of Canada a few years ago, well, it's more than a few years ago now, pandemic time, everything's three years ago.
0: Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I, or... I remember, yeah, I bought postcards. There were these watercolor, um, drawings of, yep. you know, the, the, the rock formations in New yep. Brunswick and some, you know, kind of more, Yes, stuff to do with like uh, coastal imagery, right? Right, and, right. You know, those were just postcards, but those kinds of things, like you know, there's opportunities there in terms of like a, a financial perspective to yeah. make artwork that is to your local area, and people yeah. want to buy artwork oh, from. Yeah artists, like local artists, right? Be like, oh, this local artist did this painting of this mountain range that whatever, right? Like there's opportunities there too. And you can partner with either local stores or that sort of thing. So there's lots of advantages to kind of, you know, immersing yourself in this, this mindset of, of taking inspiration from where you live.
0: Yeah. Some of those boutiques, uh, you know, go into those stores and the, some of those shop owners, they're looking for more content, more stuff to sell, and they'll be Happy, a lot of them uh, to partner with you. And look at the postcards around you. Go in stores and look at the postcards. And then, if you like the image, go take that image yourself. Go to that area that's right there by you. You'll probably have a different take on that same subject matter. So go take that yourself. It would be awesome. All right, so this has been a good one, Barb. I think that uh, we've given a lot of great ideas here. So again, just to wrap up here, guys, some final thoughts. We're talking about. How what we did talk about was how to be inspired through travel and how that can inform your artwork. And we talked about, you know, going overseas and going to different locations, but you don't necessarily have to do that. You can travel as far as five minutes or an hour or two away and really transform the way that you're experiencing uh your surroundings. So.
1: During the pandemic, Sarah Prentice and I, so Sarah Prentice, who's been on the podcast before, we, we part, we partnered together to do a little online challenge where we called it the travel through art challenge. And so because obviously everyone was at home, couldn't travel and we were all sort of missing that we did this challenge where we would uh, do a drawing. I think it was every day roughly or every week or whatever frequency we were able to do where right. we would do a drawing of some place that we had traveled to. And I ended up with this like cute little series of drawings, right? Of like the different places I've traveled to. And again, that's the kind of thing you can make into prints. Uh, I also, you know, my recent New York trip, I started a travel sketchbook. So what I did is, you know, I picked like a daily and I would do I spread and did some notes, and I did some drawings for some of the things that I saw. That beautiful, Barb. That is Um, beautiful. It's from the Harry Potter store. I know, unfortunately, people who are only listening can't see it, but you know, just this is a great way to chronicle your trip too. Like, bring a sketchbook and you know, draw things from from your day and write some notes. Absolutely. You know, it's been it's been a really. This was from when we saw the del Toro exhibit at the MoMA. And then again, here's my my little drawing of uh, Starry Night. Since I saw oh, that, oh, that is
0: awesome. But
1: yeah, so I mean, this is a this is another way too where you can chronicle your trip in a drawing, or right. you know, or create artwork from it. And it's it's really uh, a valuable way to sort of have this creative experience when you're traveling.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So guys, uh, go back and listen to that interview with Sarah Prentice. That was episode three three five. Um awesome. Yeah, thanks for sharing that um sketchbook, Barb. Now I would, I will never, ever, ever show any of my sketchbooks. That is that is beautiful. <laughs> Barb does a hide. great job. I'm <laughs> there
1: it is. I was like on a roll with like filling up the pages on this trip was your, and then super like, like, sidetracked. So the they and, look so good. <laughs> well, thank you. I I need to oh, I need man. to get back to finishing my trip here. I'm like only halfway through. So anyway.
0: No, I, I love that. The the sketchbook looks so good. So, uh, guys, if you're over there in Member Circle, then you're able to see that, obviously. But, um, okay. That is uh, a wrap, I think, Barb. And if you've got something you want to share, uh, we would love to hear that. You can always reach out to the show, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. Rate or review the show. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are. And you can do that over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio or anywhere else that you listen to the show. We will be back next time. Until then, take care and stay sharp. Bye-bye. Okay. I'm going to start getting a tickle in my throat.
1: I was going to say you're, like, dying.